Hey guys, Scott Short, Mason Duffy Mortgage here. My, my license number is NMLS number 225998. Our corporate number is NMLS number 1141 for Mason Duffy Mortgage. So we'll get that out of the way. So we're back into Linda Ferrari's great book called The Big Score. We're in chapter 18. Wow, we made it pretty far, guys. Looking good, looking good. So thanks for keeping up and tuning in. So let's go here. So basically chapter 18, we'll get a little closer to me here. Uh, chapter 18 is called Load, The Lowdown on Collections. Let's check it out. She says, uh, Linda's reading from the book, page 189, says, credit collections weigh very heavily on, con on consumers. In fact, most consumers are so repelled by the entire collection experience that they may simply pay them in effort to end the ongoing harassment. Collection agencies, I'm sorry, collection agents count on this and use intimidation techniques to induce payment. Such intimidation tactics can also cause some consumers to be punished, not punished, uh, pushed beyond their own personal point of sanity. In July 2008, the Star-Ledger reported that a Newark, New Jersey man was pushed too far by a collection agent representing a rent-a-center store. Taking matters into his own hands, a 62-year-old man named Emilio entered the Bloomfield Rent-A-Center location in Newark, New Jersey, and requested to speak with the supervisor about the non-stop collection calls he was receiving. When a manager was not available, he doused himself in lighter fluid and set himself on fire. Wow, that's scary. What the heck, right? Clearly, this man suffered from some sort of emotional instability, but his 60-year-old man was pushed over the edge by ongoing demands for payment. When he attempted to speak with someone to discuss his concerns, he was unable to do so, and he took extreme measures to make himself heard in one, one way or the other to stop the harassment. That's pretty serious. Wow, crazy. Okay, keep going. Just how low do collection agents go? You never want to learn the answer to the question firsthand. As a group, they are been, uh, as a group, they've been, yeah, who cares? As a group, they've been uh, sort of a reputable, rep, reputed, sorry, reputed to be several levels below the proverbial pawn scum. Harassing phone calls at work, illegal withdrawals from bank accounts, sometimes even threats of violence or destruction of your credit and your good name. Debt collections collectors make a practice of aggressively attacking those who do not even owe debts. Victims of identity theft or people with a name, social security number similar to the person who really owes the debt are frequently, turn the page to page 190, frequently the focus of attacks. And the worst part, consumers may uh, pay millions of dollars every year for collections they don't even owe. That's insane, man. Don't do that. Just to stop the abuse, collection agents will are well aware of the people will do anything to get them off their back. Consider these people easy pickings. Worst of all, discussed in chapter two, in fact, that these agencies can cause so much damage and chaos without any legal binding agreement with the consumer, to me, is a crime. Per, to Linda, that's Linda Ferrari's words, words not mine. <laughs> but it's true. Whether you have a debt that slipped through the cracks, unpaid medical bills, and should have been paid, that your insurance by your insurance company, a false or expired debt report on your credit, or a handful of bills you couldn't keep up with five years ago. Collections are very damaging to your credit score 
and can prevent you from obtaining important credit. The magnitude of collections is, is, is so large that it's critical for you to understand how to handle them properly. You will need to know how to separate the truth from the myth because in, in this case, the obvious solution may, well, may very well be the wrong one. This chapter provides a significant lesson. Let's get into lessons. Let's dig in. Important points you, could, you should know right now about collections. Number one. When it comes to credit, what is the difference between a charge-off and a collection? A charge-off is when the, credit, the creditor writes off the debt to profit or loss on their books. This usually happens after six months of non-payment and is strictly for tax purposes. You still owe the money. The collection agency can still and will report the account as negative to the credit bureaus, and they may or may not make continued attempts to collect it from you. It all depends on the amount owed and whether or not the collection efforts are worth it. When it comes to credit, a charge-off and collection are considered the same and should be handled the same. Thus, for purpose of this chapter, I'll use the, the term, uh, the, 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 I'll use the term collection. Okay. What happens to the credit score when a debt goes to collection? A single collection can drop your credit score by much as 100 points, dealing a devastating blow. Number three. How and when do accounts turn into collections? A debt that goes unpaid for a specific period of time is considered past due. Each creditor has its own individual policy on how long a bill is past due before they send the collection. For credit cards, it's usually after about 120 days. Okay, If it's past due 120 days, they'll send it. For medical, medical and utility bills, it's usually 60 to 120 days. It varies uh, depending on the type of account. Okay. Here are three most common paths. Number one, or A, I should say for them, is on page 191. They kept it. Many creditors ha uh, have their own internal collection department. When a, an account is seriously past due, the collection department will contact you requesting that you make payment agreements, arrangements, sorry. If they are successful, usually after six months, they will, no, sorry, I said, if they're unsuccessful, after six months, they will charge it off, the debt. The account will be reported on your credit report as a profit and loss write-off or a charge-off. Most likely charge-off what I see more than profit and loss write-offs with a balance due. Original creditors are not regulated by the Federal Debt Collection Practice Act. Nonetheless, many states, let me make that up. Original creditors are not regulated under the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act. Nonetheless, many states' laws regulate their business overall working with original creditors less invasive since the internal collection staff is paid on salary as opposed to commission for debt collectors. Do you get that? So debt collectors are paid commission. When they collect, they collect money. That means they're going to get paid. So on the other guys, when you deal with something internally on a collection company from a company company standpoint, the original creditor, they're paid salary, so they're not going to be probably as aggressively aggressive, but not so cranky. So I tell most of my clients, you know, if you're dealing with these people, if you have the money or some money, usually call them towards the end of the month because they've already made their their, you know, their, their minimum amount they have to show for the month for collections. Towards the end of the month, you know, looking more like gravy. Kind of say, okay, you know, I've got this extra money, so cool. So if you have, like, they have a limit to hit, they're going to hit first the part of the month. Later in the month, if you have the money, call them late in the month, see if you can catch them, that, you know, when they're a little nicer, hopefully, not so cranky and hungry, and see if you can get a better deal with them. But that's just my idea. I'm not saying that's law. I'm not a lawyer. You know that. <laughs> not, a count, not a tax person either. Let's keep going forward. Okay. Um, overall, working with the original creditors lesson. Yeah, got that part. Okay. 
my experience, this Linda, is that if an original creditor keeps the debt, unless the amount owed is exorbitant, the serious collection attempts will usually stop within a year and then pick up again right after the statute of limitation is going to expire. So it depends on your state. Most states have like a seven-year statute of limitation, maybe two years. Who knows? Usually seven years when you hear about it, it's more like when it's going to stay on the credit report for seven years kind of thing. Um, but each state has their own statutes on that, so you need to research your state. But check that. If you're, you know, most states, if you look on the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, so it's F, uh, so www.ftc.gov, go to the website and pull up um, uh, state, the, 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 your state's statute of limitations for whatever the item is. And they'll give you more heads up there because that's the guys who regulate the uh, credit world. So here it goes. However, the derogatory trade lines will remain until either the seven-year reporting period runs out or until a consumer has removed through negotiations or dispute. Okay. So they're giving this right there. Can give an over, overview? So let's go B. This, uh, they assign it. So maybe they assign it, assign it to somebody else. It ain't going to be them no more, right? Let's, read this. let's go further. If they don't have an internal collection department, some credit creditors assign their debt to an outside collection agency for a law firm with, uh, that will pursue collections with, for commission, right? With most creditors, if the initial assigned E is not successful in collecting the debt, the original creditor will recall the debt, keep it for about 30, 60, 90, 30 to 60 days, and reassign to another outside firm. This will go on for many years, sometimes past expiration date, they basically talking about statute limitation for your state, or of the debt if it has not been paid, right? They're going to keep them on hounding hound you like a dog. Because the original creditor still, because the original creditor still own, owns the debt, you can communicate with the creditor. A lot of times, I tell the guy, "Say, oh, you can't talk to us. We don't own no more. That's baloney." So call them up, see if you can work out the deal with them. Sounds like this comes to very handy when the account has been sold several times and have no idea where it is at the given moment. Also, when the debt is still owed by the original creditor, or the creditor, not the assigned law firm or the collection agency is allowed to report the account to the credit bureaus. So there's some, there's some hints right here because a lot of times these people out there, the collection companies, multiple guys will report it on your credit report, even though they've sold it down the road. That's not, in my opinion, what I understand, it's not legal. So let's read next. Number C, they sell it. The most common way to handle collection is the original creditor to sell the debt directly to a collection agency for pennies on the dollar. When this happens, communication about the original debt with the original creditor stops completely. The fall off that ensues when the original creditor sells off the debt complicate, uh, sells off the debt complicates an already diff difficult situation. Ongoing turmoil arises when an individual is required to re retrace the parties and, uh, in attempts to explain the problem and seek a reconnection or reconnect the dots to determine what happened and when. When the debt is sold, the original trade line should show as a charge off with a zero balance. You don't, don't owe, means you don't owe that party any more money. It's been sold to somebody else, and they're going to show the balance, right? This is when the problem is multiple. Is a multiple collection trade line for one account begins. When a collection has been sold, it can be sold over and over again. But with a catch, and here it is: once collection agency A sells the debt to collection agency B, collection agency. Collection agency A should remove it from the porch from the credit report because it no longer owns the rights to collect that money, right? Well, let's keep reading. However, this doesn't happen without a fight. Without a major battle, collection agencies rarely remove their reporting. 
This is exactly why consumers pay the same debt over and over, doing it so just to stop harassment. As you can see, it can turn into a royal mess. She said real mess, but I like a royal mess. Or my friend would say a hot chili pepper mess. Both the Fair Credit Reporting Act and the Fair Debt Collection and Practice Act demand accurate reporting from the three major bureaus and the collection agencies. If a credit bureau continues to report the same collection under multiple trade lines, they can be held liable in a lawsuit. The collection agency continues to report an item that does not have the legal rights to collect and report collections after the statute has expired. It can also be held liable. This powerful information you for you to know when you're dealing with them. Now, number four, what is the difference between an original creditor and a collection agency? The original creditor is much more difficult to negotiate with than the collection agency. The original creditors don't care about collecting. Original creditors operate on a salary basis, whereas collection agencies get paid to collect the commission theory, right? And unlike original creditors, the collection agency must comply with the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act. As a result, most consumers, uh, most consumer strategies to validate and, neg and, and negotiate debt or to cease and desist to not work with the original creditor. Believe it or not, it is usually in the best interest to work with the collection agency because, 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 what was because the agency is looking, I lost my place, sorry, because the agency is looking for nothing more than fast cash. And when you're beginning asserting your rights and demands, of validation of debt, keywords, validation of debt. Remember that, look it up, validation of debt. You become empowered. What happens to your credit score when you pay a collection? That's number five. A general rule on how to pay a collection. Sorry about that. The general rule on how to pay collections affects your credit score as follows. A, if a collection account is more than 12 months old, paying it without having to, without it deleted will Okay, sorry about that, guys. A, if the collection account is more than 12 months old, paying it without having it deleted will bring your score down because it will be reported as a recent paid collection. Bottom line, a collection paid or not is initially a serious derogatory that can cost you 100 points. However, as time goes by or goes on, the penalty, the pen, the penalty ages out, so the older collection is, the less it hurts. So what they're saying here is that when we have people pay off collections, the system can't read words. It just reads ones and zeros. That's a computer, right? So when you pay off a collection, only thing collections on the computer for the scoring system will say, pay collection today. Well, guess what that means to the computer? Oh, brand new collection. Pay today. Kill your score, right? That's not helpful. Ah, keep going forward. Okay, B, if the collection is less than 12 months old, paying it will hurt your credit score very much beyond the, the initial penalty. And in some instances, it may improve. Back up, back up, whoa, whoa, back up. If the collection is less than 12 months old, paying it will not hurt your credit score very much beyond the initial penalty. And in some instances, it may improve your score a few points. Okay, it all depends on many other elements being reported in your credit report. But my advice is never pay a collection without first validating the debt, which I will talk about below. Okay, we're going to page 194. New topic. Important points you should know. Your you should know right now about dealing with collection agencies. Number one, you can sue them and win. Ooh, that sounds good. As we discussed in chapter thirteen, 
it is possible to sue the biggest players in the credit reporting and scoring industry and win. However, the key is winning is knowing your rights and resources that will support your case. Following the three cases, uh, wherein major national collection agencies have been sued or ordered to pay for the violation of the law that protects consumers. Okay, the first one she cites is nationwide debt collectors will pay 1.3 million to settle FTC, Federal Trade Commission charges, November 6, 2007. A Texas-based debt collection agency will pay more than $1.3 million to federal to settle a Federal Trade Commission charges that it misled, threatened, harassed consumers, violation of the federal law. Uh, debt collectors who get complaints from consumers should not only take notice, but also take action, said uh, Linda B. Parnes, director of the Federal Trade Commission back in 2007. The message from the case is clear. Either comply with the law or face stiff penalties. Boom. I like that. According to the FTC complaint, in many instances, creditors for LTD Financial Services, LP, Limited Partnership, which collects on about 1.25 million consumers' accounts per year, violated the FTC's act and the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act by falsely threatening, threatening or implying that LTD would garnish consumers' wages, seize or attach their property, or what's this, uh, intimate lawsuit or criminal action against them if, uh, if they fail to pay. Read more at http colon slash slash triple w dot ftc dot gov slash opa slash 2007 slash 11 slash Debt col dot shtm. Boom, it's on page one nine four. If you want to know, so next lawsuit was Camco to pay one million dollars settlement unfair deceptive debt collection practice. This is back in 06. That's about a million dollar lawsuit there. And let's see. It says here it says um, kind of pair. I'm going to scan through this one. The settlement bans the companies from engaging in any future debt collection activities. Previous settlements with eight Camco principals and managers. Also impose lifetime ban on any future debt collection activities. Wow, wow, that's good. March 2004, the FTC charged CAMCO, C-A-M-C-O, comma, RM Financial and other principals with threatening and harassing thousands of consumers to get them to pay old, unenforceable debts, I mean, they passed such limitations, or debts they did not even owe. What the heck? You can't people pay you money you didn't owe? Oh, my gosh. Then AC. The agency alleged that the abusive and deceptive collection practice violated federal law, including the federal, the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act. The companies and individuals paid uh, $300,000 civil penalties to settle the charges and were barred from engaging in abusive, deceptive, and illegal collection practice in the future. Let's read more. Kind of go to the Camco one. Then you have NCO Group to pay large FCRA federal credit. Federal credit. What is that? All right. uh, the Fair Credit Reporting Act. There you go. They paid, what, $1.5 million. And they violate a bunch of stuff. So basically what I'm saying here is a lot of guys, big fatties, think they're cool. They got spanked. But sometimes these lawsuits, those keep going forward because it's, they consider costume business. That's pretty sad. So I think every time the FTC pops them, they finally go higher. And some, I don't know what's going to happen. But hey, recognize you still have rules on your laws on your side that can help you out. But it's a tall hill. Okay, keep going forward. What do what to do before pursuing legal action? As discussed above, collections are sold over and over, meaning 
that in many instances, the same collection is reported on a credit report under different names, account numbers, and amounts. Inevitably, once a collection agency sells a debt to another, the agency fails to remove its reporting from the credit report. This is illegal, illegal, yet happens all the time. For this reason, I always advise my clients, Linda Ferrari, to first dispute the account with the credit bureau before pursuing more in-depth solutions. So let's cut right there, guys. We're, we're pretty low down into chapter 18. We'll, we'll, we'll do some more to, tomorrow. Thanks, guys.